Would you like some encouragement on how to raise godly girls in a spiritually and morally declining culture? Could you use a little practical advice to help shape the next generation of women to be emotionally healthy and strong in their faith? Then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other super convenient online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I just love waking up in the morning, curling up in my comfy chair with a warm cup of coffee and reading the daily news. Did you just tense up? Because I did. Honestly, I sense myself wanting to avoid the news at all costs and shield my children from it as well. But what if there was a better way to be informed without being disheartened? Well, that's exactly what I love about the world and everything in it. This podcast from World News Group is my favorite source for current events because I can get sound journalism from a Christian worldview without the hysteria, the chaos, and the stress. As one of Apple Podcasts' top 100 news programs, they deliver essential headlines, field reporting, interviews, and expert analysis every weekday. Search for The World and Everything in It wherever you get your podcasts. Katie, thanks for that. We are so excited to have um, our guest today. My husband, Ronnie, and I actually met Yvette Hampton and her family over five years ago when I was leading a parenting conference at an event in Pooler, Georgia. And our families, it was just one of those things where our families just immediately bonded and have stayed super close ever since. Little did I know at the time we met, though, that as a result of our friendship, our daughter would wind up meeting her husband. And I just have to share a little personal testimony here about how God is so good to bring the right people into our lives at the right time. When our daughter Alex was experiencing a, I guess I should just say a difficult time in her life, Yvette wrote her the sweetest letters. um, And along with that letter, she mailed information about the Christian World Film Festival and encouraged Alex to go and to glorify the Lord with her talents as an actress. And Alex took Yvette's spirit-filled letter to heart, went to that film festival, and the contact she made there resulted in her co-starring in a film with her future husband. I love their story, and I love the way that God used Yvette to orchestrate it. Another reason I share this story is because I remember Yvette telling me that she was feeling led to write a letter to Alex and asking me if how I thought Alex would receive it, if I thought she would be receptive to her encouragement or offended by it. And I remember saying, it doesn't matter how Alex responds. If the Lord is prompting you to write her a letter, write it. So my quick tip of the day is that if the Lord lays a message on your heart to share with someone, do it. I'm thinking that maybe there's someone, I don't know, out there that needs to hear that today. I'd like to share one more way that the Lord has used the Hamptons that I believe 
might really bless our listeners. And I know this is like the longest introduction in the history of <laughs> ever. But Katie, how about you quickly share how God used our friendship with the Hamptons to help us launch our podcast back in 2021? Well, Ginger, you had told me about this magical man named Garrett who knew everything there was to know about <laughs> podcasting. And so I was really excited to talk to him and find out more. And Garrett actually has a podcasting quick start guide in case any of our listeners are curious about how to get started with that. We'll go ahead and put a link to that in our show notes. But that document proved invaluable for us. So we followed his guide and even got ahead of the game. We recorded something like, I don't know, no, Ginger, was like eight episodes that mm-hmm. we recorded together before we published a single one. And just to make sure we felt good about the content and the quality, and uh, we sent it over to Garrett, and he was like, you know, content's great, but the audio quality could use some work. Uh, <laughs> so he told us basically we needed to regroup, get some new audio equipment, start over from scratch, and... Yeah, yep. that's what yep. we did. And the, yep, and the day that he strongly encouraged us, we were so excited because we had eight episodes already <laughs> ready to We were to so air. ahead. We were so ahead. And the day that he strongly encouraged us to re-record all eight episodes was the day that I decided I have a love-hate relationship with Garrett. <laughs> but in the end, I was very thankful he did because the quality really was terrible. So mm. quick tip number two, don't flatter and tickle people's ears uh, when you need to hear the truth and they want to tell you the truth. Proverbs 27, 6 says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So I am so thankful that Yvette spoke truth to my daughter, and I'm thankful that Garrett spoke truth to Katie and me. (laughs) Okay, so these are just a few of the many reasons why we love and are so thankful for Yvette and Garrett. Now allow me to give just a very brief but more formal introduction because she deserves that. Yvette Hampton is the producer and host of the documentary Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. And uh, also the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast, which let me tell you guys, they both rock. Yvette loves Jesus, and her greatest joy is being a wife and mom. She and her husband, Garrett, have a passion for strengthening and equipping families and the homeschooling community by teaching parents how to live out their convictions, educate their children, and point them to Christ. Yvette, it is such an honor to welcome Mm -hmm. you to the show. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, what an intro. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I could have said so much more, but oh, I, I had to oh tone goodness. it down just a little bit, but oh. you know how much we love you guys. Well, thank you. It is such an honor to be here. I This this is this is part of my bucket list, is oh, to get yeah. on Ginger's podcast. Oh, well, we should <laughs> so. have done it much sooner. Oh, this is so fun. This sometimes is God's we perfect the best time. for later. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, so Yvette, we are very eager to hear about five ways parents can be intentional about raising godly girls. So what's the first one? Yeah, well, well, first of all, I, I, I have girls, so I have a little bit to say on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love girls. I have a whole world full of girls. Um, it's kind of funny. Actually, I have a sister, four nieces, two daughters, and I've never had a boy in my life. Like I, I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with a little boy. It's funny. I, I have friends, and I think I talked about this on my podcast some time ago. Like, I have friends who have boys, and I go into their houses, and they you just, like, walk by their bedroom, their teenage boys specifically, mm. and this smell just permeates <laughs> out of their room. And I'm just like, oh, what is that awful smell? And um, 
you know, my girls smell like flowers and roses and lotion and all things Bath and Body Works. And I mean, like, that's just, I, I love, love, love being a girl mom. Um, I love all things girly. Like I am a girly girl. I love dresses and the hair bows and the makeup and the prom dresses, which is where we are now. Oh my mm. word. My daughter just went to prom a couple months ago and oh. yes, homeschool prom for those of you who are wondering. And so I just, I do, I love the world of girls. Um, and I'm just passionate about raising our girls to love Jesus, like you said. Um, and so I, I've come up with just some ways as I've thought about it and as I've raised my girls. Um, my youngest is 12 and my oldest is 17 and she's almost 18. So we're we're almost to the end of her childhood, which is really scary. Um, but over the years, as my husband and I have really prayed over uh, just what it looks like to parent them. Um, the Lord has shown us a lot and is still showing us things, um, sometimes the hard way. <laughs> I would rather not learn the hard way. Um, but as I read His Word and as I um, raise my girls, the Lord continues to open my eyes to um, how to do this effectively. And so the first thing that I've learned with my girls is to be intentional and start with the end in mind, um, which of course always means starting with God's Word. Mm -hmm. But we have to know what our final destination is with our girls. And, it's it, you know, we live in a world, I'm, I'm 48 years old. And so I remember before we had GPS, but strangely, I don't remember how I got anywhere without it because I'm horrible at reading maps. I mean, bad. Like I, I'm even a mall map. Like, you know, you go to the mall and you look at the little map to try to figure out what store is where. Uh -huh. And I'm like, turning my head upside down, trying to figure out like, how do I get to that store? I don't know how to read maps. Mm -hmm. So I'm so thankful for GPS because if I didn't have GPS now, I, I don't know, I guess I would just drive in circles and try. I, I did get lost a lot more um, before GPS. Mm -hmm. But with our girls, we can't do that. With our kids, we can't do that. We can't just aimlessly drive around town trying to figure out where it is that we're going. Mm -hmm. And so with our girls, we have to be intentional and we have to start with the end in mind. My favorite verse in the Bible um, is this, it's Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and it says this, the end of the matter, all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Mm. That's it. Like that's our whole duty. That's our final destination for us and for our girls to fear God and keep his commandments. And so as we're going through life with our girls, that should be our final destination. And the only way we can get there our GPS is God's word. And so we have to start with the end in mind, where are we going? And then how are we going to get there? And I often think of Matthew 6, 33, which is another one of my favorite verses. And it's, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so first to seeking God, what is it that he wants for our girls? What is it that he's created them to be? And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But as we're raising them and as we are doing life with them, just keeping that in mind all the time, what is their final destination? Where are we pointing them to? And in everything that we do, pointing them to Jesus, whether they're homeschooled or public schooled or private schooled, like always finding opportunities to point them to Jesus because they're always there. Um, I think that as, as moms of girls, especially because we understand girls, we can somehow, you know, I, I have a way that I can kind of get into, not into their minds, but that I understand them better than my husband does. And and Garrett comes from a family of all boys oh, wow. and he has no cousins. So, so we come from very different backgrounds and it's so funny because our girls will do things like squeal, you know, or 
uh, just they're they're just silly and goofy sometimes. And and when they were little, he would just be like, "What in the world? Why are th- what? Why are they making those noises?" And I'm like, "Well, because they're girls." And now we're into the phase of you know the makeup and the hair. And this is really funny. I don't know if they would be upset with me for saying this, but my girls will you know like stick a, a you know. Uh, a plush pillow in their shirt and pretend like they're pregnant. Look, mom, I'm pregnant. Absolutely. Aww, like, I think yeah, we all do that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, That's natural. We can't right. wait to have babies. That's why they have little baby dolls that they want to nurture. It comes naturally. Right. That's exactly right. And it, it's a beautiful thing, but it's just so funny because Garrett's like, why don't, you're going to stretch your shirt out, don't you? I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like <laughs> the logical man. A yeah. stuffed animal in her shirt is like a boy standing in front of the mirror and flexing his muscles. Mm, yeah. It's oh, the same yeah. thing. Like they are growing into women. And so teaching them to be women, teaching them to be, you know, the women that God has created them to be, um, I think is is a great privilege and just knowing, okay, where are we going? How are we going to get there? Um, when I was pregnant with Brooklyn, with my oldest, one of the uh, pieces of advice that I got from a good friend of mine is she, is she said, become the wife and mom that you want your daughter to become. And that hit me so hard because I was like, oh, well, shoot, that means she's going to watch me. She's going to do all the things that I do. And sure enough, you know, as I was as I had Lacey, my youngest, and I was taking care of her as a newborn, like Brooklyn would just mimic me. And I think that was the first time that I really saw her mimicking me all the time where Mm. I would nurse my newborn baby and she would nurse her baby dolls. And I would change my newborn baby's diaper and she would change her baby's doll's diaper. Like everything that I did, she was just watching me and she was mimicking me. Mm -hmm. As we're growing in our relationship with the Lord, we're exhibiting that for our girls. And as moms, we have a very high calling to do that um, with them and for them. Yeah, that's so good. And I know something else that you do, Yvette, that I've heard you say is that you don't just pray for your children, but you pray with Mm -hmm. your girls. I love that you talk about that. You know, even in my own life, it's it's so much more encouraging when someone takes time to pray with me instead of just that blanket statement, I'll be praying for you. You know, praying with our children not only models for them what personal communication with the Lord looks like, but also edifies and encourages them to have that personal and intimate prayer life with Jesus as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, always praying with them. And it's so much fun when you are really looking for opportunities to do that with your girls, to just pray for things in general, like get them in the habit of praying. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, from the time my girls were teeny tiny, we would be driving down the street and we would see an ambulance, you know, flying by. and, And I would always just say, let's just pray. And that just became a thing. You know, we just pray for the people who are in trouble, pray for those who are responding to them and who are going there to help them. Um, But as we are praying for our girls, Ginger, I love that you brought that up is yes, we need to pray with them as well. And, And there, I think, are very specific things that we should be praying with and for our girls. The first thing, of course, is for them to fully surrender their hearts to Jesus. I mean, there's just nothing more important than that. The second thing is praying for their future spouse. Um, We've been praying since the day we found out that each of them were on the way. And especially once we found out that they were girls, we we started praying for their future husbands. Um, So praying for their future spouse, we pray with them every single day that God would be raising up godly men for them and that God would be raising them to be the godly women that He created them to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that too. I prayed for yeah. uh, for our kids' spouses, and um, and thankfully, again, you brought that godly man into Alex's 
his life. God used you to do that. Uh, so, and now it's just such a blessing when we pray that and God hears and answers our prayers and brings our children's yeah. spouses that love him, which that's the most important thing. That is the oh, yeah. most important thing. That's pretty much the only thing I prayed for my kids' spouses is that they yep. will, they would love the Lord God with all of their hearts, because if right. they love the Lord like that, they're going to love my kids well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's scary because you can't pick their spouses for them. <laughs> you can't. I, I wish there was just the husband store, you know, where you can go and pick out, you know, <laughs> which one. I We've tried to talk our girls into arranged marriages, but <laughs> they're not on board with that for some it. reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, well, you know, it is a precious thing. I, I love praying with my daughter and asking her to pray for me and for mm. others in that situation as well, because there is just something so holy and precious about our own children offering prayers of intercession with us present. And I think it demonstrates to them as well that we have confidence that God hears the prayers of all who call on his name, not just mature believers, not just old people like their parents, but, you know, God hears the prayers of children as well. I think that's a huge encouragement to them. So Yvette, what's the next way we can be intentional about raising godly girls? Yeah, the next way is to teach her that she was created on purpose and for a purpose. Um, I love this one. I say, this to my girls all the time. Um, so much so that they now just kind of roll their eyes because I'll say, did you know that? And they're like, we know God created me on purpose for a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) But I want them to know, especially in the world that we live in, that they have worth and value and that their identity is in Christ. It's not in who the world says they are. Um, I think it's more important now than ever to confirm and teach them that they are made in the image of a holy God who created them on purpose and for a purpose, because the world is telling them everything contrary to that. It, it is impossible f- to keep our girls away from social media and from, you know, you walk through any store, you know, to buy mascara and there's posters everywhere of these beautiful girls who have been um, airbrushed. And I mean, it, it, they're not real. I mean, they're real people, obviously, but their skin doesn't look like that. Their hair doesn't look like that. But in our girls' minds, they do. And then there's all the competition of everybody who's on social media and and them trying to keep up with all of those people and feeling like they need to be someone else or be, you know, they, they just need to be something or someone else. And so I think we really need to teach them who God created them to be and what he created them to be. Um, And really, in order for them to have abundant life, I think we have to be really intentional in doing this because they're not going to think this on their own. I think their natural sin nature, our natural sin nature. I mean, I do this too as an adult. I look at others and I'm like, oh, she's so beautiful and her whole, you know, life seems put together and she's a better homeschooling mom than me and she has a beautiful home. And like, we tend to think everyone else has it better and everyone else is somehow has a better purpose in life than we do. And that's not at all true. Um, I think of Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14, which says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And we can instantly go to that. But another verse that I think is really important here is Ephesians 2.10, which says this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm-hmm. And just teaching them that God truly did create them on purpose and for a purpose. And they have a purpose here on this earth, just like Queen Esther. I love the story of Queen Esther mm-hmm. that she said, you know, I'm here for such a time as this. And if I die, I die. You know, she was willing to sacrifice her whole life 
for the calling that God had on her life. And so um, our girls need to know that. They need to mm-hmm. know that they have a purpose uh, mm-hmm. in this life. Yep. And so we need to focus on that often. You know, as parents, it's so easy for us to concern ourselves with what career path our children will Mm. choose and how much money they'll make and whether or not they'll be able to uh, make a decent living. And, but, you know, we just put so much effort into in ensuring that they get a good education. And there's nothing wrong with that unless we're putting so much effort into things like education that we're right. not giving enough attention to their spiritual well-being and training them in Christ-like character. So Yvette, how can we find that balance in raising our girls? Yeah, well, that that actually is a perfect segue into my next one, Ginger. I love this. Um the thing that I've realized, you know, as we've homeschooled and whether you homeschool or have your kids in traditional school is that their character is so much more important than the curriculum. Have your kids ever come to you with math homework and asked for your help only for you to realize you did a mathematical brain dump the day you graduated high school? Well, I have great news for you, parents. Whether you're homeschooling or helping your kids with their math homework after school, CTC Math is an invaluable resource. They have video tutorials and summaries that are concise and really engaging while still fully covering the subject matter. It's like having your own personal math tutor accessible at any time. I have so many favorite things about CTC Math, but just to name a few, I get extensive reports and summaries of my kids' progress, We have access to CTC Math's entire catalog of lessons, not just per grade level, as many online math programs do. And finally, there is a 365-day money-back guarantee, literally no questions asked. If you or your kids need some extra help with math, go to ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial. Again, that's ctcmath.com. I want to focus for a second on character over curriculum, Um, especially as homeschoolers, we tend to focus so much on curriculum Mm -hmm. and what kind of curriculum are we going to use and how are we going to plan out the school year. And I think really we need to focus most on their character because that's that trumps everything else. Um, Ginger, actually, I think you're the one who told me this um, when I was, uh, this was quite some time ago, we were talking about something in regards to this. And you were talking about those teen years when those hormones are kicking in and sometimes they'll just be emotional. And like, we can't just let them run with those emotions. We Now they're going to be there and there's going to be times when they don't know how to control those emotions. But that's our job as their mom and as their dad is to help them learn to control their feelings and their emotions and to build good, strong, godly character in them. And the thing is, no one else is going to do that for them. I mean, they can learn lots of things in a classroom, but no one else besides their parent is going to take the time to really instill good character into our kids. Uh, You know, you think of the fruit of the spirit when Brooklyn was little, um, really small, probably two or three I remember finding on YouTube the Fruit of the Spirit song. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, there's tons of them, but the silly one that we learned was the Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut, and then you, you know, knock your head. <laughs> oh, I haven't and seen that it, one. It, it, the, the chorus is, but the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I would, in, I would get addicted to this song, and we would just listen to it over and over and over and over and again. It would drive me crazy, but teaching them the fruit of the spirit, teaching them character, that is so much more important than curriculum. Mm -hmm. And then relationship over reading, as our kids are learning and they're growing, our relationship with them is so much more important 
than the work that they're doing, the academic work that they're mm-hmm. doing. And so we need to take time sometimes to just say, you know what, let's put the books down and let's work on our relationship with one another or on your relationship with your brother or sister, your relationship with your dad, your relationship mm-hmm. with your friends, because those things matter so much more than the academics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something this made me think about is how much emphasis as parents we put on our kids' activities and just mm-hmm. pleasure, really, if we're being honest. I mean, yes, we focus on academics, but I think so much of our day is scheduled around activities, which can also build character if sure. they're done in such a way. But, you know, how much intentional effort do we give to building the character qualities we want to see in our children? And, you know, helping to fashion adults that we want to spend time with ourselves. (laughs) Because, I mean, truly, if we're not working toward that end, uh, then all those activities aren't going to matter. It's not going to matter how good they were at golf or baseball or any of these things if we're not working toward that end as well. So I appreciate that reminder, Mm -hmm. Yvette. Yeah, I think so many times, especially if you're a homeschooling parent, we think, well, we're with our kids all the time. So we have a relationship with them, right? But just being with them and in their presence does not mean that we are being with them. Mm. And so I think making time to be with our girls is so important and really listening to them. I I don't know, uh, Ginger, if your girls did this or Katie, if your um, girls do this, but having that time of night, (laughs) it's always so late, you know, 11 o'clock at night and that's when they want to snuggle and they Uh want to talk and have the deep conversations. (laughs) And I am not a night person at all. I am a morning person. And both my girls are night owls, just like their dad. And I'm just like, I just want to go to sleep. I'm so <laughs> tired. But one of the greatest things that we do and that uh, my 17-year-old daughter stops me to do is we do mommy-daughter sleepovers, Aww. where I will sleep in her bed with her. She has a queen-size bed. Um, and so I and my younger daughter has a trundle bed. So we'll do mommy-daughter sleepovers. And I'm, I never in a million years would have asked my mom at 17 years old to come and have a sleepover with me in my room. And we'll do facials and we'll do nails and we'll watch movies together. And Aww. we just do things because we've really prioritized that relationship mm-hmm. over everything else. Um, and it's just, it's so sweet and I love it. And I know these years are going by so fast um, that our relationships with our daughters are so important. Um, we really need to nurture those. Oh, I love that idea. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Yvette, can okay. you give us another way we can be intentional about raising godly girls? Sure. Um, yeah, this one is um, a big one. I think that a lot of us don't realize that we do, but of, oftentimes we do this with our girls. Don't compare her to others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to do that, but we need to just remind our girls that she is uniquely created, and this goes back to being created on purpose for a purpose, but she is uniquely created by God, whatever she looks like, whatever you know her style is, w- within reason, of course. <laughs> um, you know, she needs to be modest and she needs to present herself, you know, as a respectable human being. But never compare her to others. And it's hard to not do that. I think from the time they're teeny tiny, oftentimes we compare them without realizing that we're doing it. We will look at our friends and think, oh my goodness, your child is walking and they're only nine months old. My girls didn't walk until like 13, 14 months old. And we have this tendency to compare. And so whether it's sports or academics or you know their whatever ability it is, we sometimes can tend to compare them 
And that will lead them to think that they're just not good enough. They're just not measuring up to what our expectations are as their parents, especially as their moms, because they want to please us. They want to make us happy. They want to satisfy us. Uh, And so I think we need to be really careful there. Um, And we need to tell our girls that we like them, not just love them. I mean, it's easy to say to our kids all the time, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And yes, we do. But telling them that we like them gives them a whole different sense of being in our lives than just saying, I love you. Because of course we love them. We're required to love them, but we also, you know, want to like them. We, mm-hmm. we want to enjoy them as yep. people. Yeah. Um, and then also just teaching her what true beauty is. Um, we tell our girls, it's so funny, you know, I think every family kind of has their, their little quotes that they have, you know, their, their family lines. Um, and so one of our other ones is we tell our girls all the time, we'll ask them what makes a girl beautiful. And she'll say her heart, her smile, and her obedience to the Lord. Mm. And so we've taught them that is what truly makes a girl beautiful. It's okay to wear makeup. It's okay to have nice hair. It's okay to wear nice clothes. But what truly makes a girl beautiful is her heart, her smile, and her relationship with the Lord. Mm, um, and so right. just teaching her those things, I think, is so important. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, back to the comparisons, uh, it's just so discouraging when we make comparison. It's, and it's actually dishonoring to the God who created our children as individuals yeah. with unique differences for a reason, yep. which is to serve His purpose for His glory as the body of Christ. So the strengths and weaknesses, talents, personalities, and temperaments of God's children are all designed to work together so that the body of Christ functions as one to serve God best. Comparisons can not only discourage our children from serving God with their strengths, but can also discourage them from depending on God in their mm-hmm. weaknesses. First Corinthians chapter 12 makes the comparison between the parts of the physical body and the unique character qualities God gives each of his children. Just as the head, hands, feet, eyes, and ears are vastly different, but work together to serve the body, so it is with the body of Christ, whose vast differences work together to serve the Lord. Verses 18 through 20 say this, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. So in light of the way God intentionally created us all differently to serve his purpose, it's not wise to make comparisons with our children. Instead, we celebrate the unique ways God created them in his image, and we encourage them to use their uniqueness for his glory. Okay, Yvette, so what is the fifth and final way that we can be intentional about raising godly girls? Yeah, the last way is to know her love language and speak it often. And of course, this comes from the Five Love Languages, the book by Gary Chapman. And this book came out years, I mean, probably, I read it when I was first married. So it came out probably close to 30 years ago. It's been out a long time. And I still think this is one of the most relevant books for us as parents and as husbands and wives is to understand what love languages are and speak it to our kids often. Uh, The love languages are physical touch, acts of service, encouraging words, gift giving, and quality time. And from the time my my girls were young, I remember when Brooklyn was really small, I mean little, like less than two years old. She was probably a year old. And she would sit on the floor and she would have all these toys around her. She would be on her little blanket plane and she would tap the floor next to her. She would just pat the floor. And that always meant she wanted me to come and sit and play with her. 
And the funny thing is she still does that at 17 years old. Mm -hmm. She'll sit on her bed and I'll walk into her bedroom and she'll just pat the bed. And I've never told her. So hopefully she won't listen to this. (laughs) I've never told her that she does that because I don't think she does it. You know, she's not aware that she's doing it, but she will pat the bed next to her or she'll be sitting on the couch and she'll just pat the couch next Mm -hmm. to her. And that always means come sit down, just sit down and be with me next year. And she knows you will. And she knows you will. She knows I will. Um, Mm -hmm. She is my quality time girl. I mean, just off the chart. She just wants to be with me. And she says that all the time. I just want you to be with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I love that. And Lacey, oh, she's my acts of service girl. She will do anything for anybody. She loves to serve people. And we could see that early on, not as early as the quality time, you know, because it's hard for a baby to show acts of service, but it's so sweet to see that coming out in her. And so that's how they want to be shown love. But I, that means I also need to show love to them that way. So it means sometimes putting down my phone, always putting down my phone. It means stopping on my computer and closing it up and saying, okay, let's play a game together. Let's read a book together. Let's go for a walk. Let's do something. Or for Lacey, it means just doing something kind to just show her that I love her, taking her out for a treat or you know something that I know is just going to fill up her, her love cup. Um, that's what we need to do. And I think often it, we can forget that our kids speak a different love language than we do. And then we get frustrated with them because we're thinking, why are they not feeling loved? Of course they know that I love them. Or why are they not loving me the way that I want to be loved? Because as humans, we want to be shown love by our children the same way, right? Our feelings can get hurt just like theirs can. And Mm -hmm. so I think understanding what their love languages are and really striving to meet those on both ends is really important and can really help to develop a strong relationship with our girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we all need to be students of our children is basically right. what you're saying so that we know how to love and encourage them best. And, and really, that goes back to what we're, we were just talking about. It goes back to tapping into and celebrating the unique way God created them in His image. That's right. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Yvette. So what is your quick tip for us today? Well, I'm excited about this because I've been waiting to give my quick tip on your show (laughs) for years. Uh, My quick tip is that our kids don't always need to sleep in jammies. When Lacey was really young, she had a really hard time getting up in the morning and getting dressed and her clothes that she needed to wear for the day, especially if we had to be somewhere early in the morning. Mm. And it was a battle. And I one day realized, you know what? She does not need to sleep in her jammies. And so I would put her to bed the night before in whatever clothes she needed to wear that next day. And then that morning, I didn't, I did not have the battle of having to get her dressed. And so no one ever said kids need to sleep in jammies. If you have all your kids in their next day clothes at bedtime, it will make mornings so much easier. That is so great. Unless yeah. your kids are wearing linen and then it's all over. They're just yeah. going to be wrinkled all day. Because <laughs> then you got to break out the iron and then that's a whole other hour. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of kids that wear linen anymore. But anyway, uh, well, if you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. 
Well, before we close, I just want to tell you guys a little bit more about the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry founded by Yvette and her husband, Garrett. Uh, Their ministry exists to serve Christian homeschool families by equipping them with the encouragement and resources they need to educate and disciple their children with a solid biblical worldview. Uh, The movie I told you about at the top of the show, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, uh, what that movie does is it debunks many of the misconceptions and negative stereotypes of homeschooling and brings hope to families looking for an alternative to traditional schooling. The Schoolhouse Rocked podcast hosted by Yvette uh, broadcasts three times a week. I've listened to I've listened to many of their episodes and they are just fantastic uh, and provides further encouragement and resources through the experience of both veteran and experienced homeschool families. Y'all, this is an awesome, awesome ministry. Yvette, where can our listeners go to find out more about you, the movie, the podcast, and your ministry? Yeah, everything is at schoolhouserocked.com where they can actually stream the movie for free, um, which is very exciting. And Ginger is one of our most important cast members in the movie. So you'll see her in there a few times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but schoolhouserocked.com, everything is there. That's great. And so listeners, pop some popcorn, go to the website, stream the movie for free, snuggle up on the couch and enjoy that time with your family. So my family and I watched the movie together a few weeks ago as part of our family date. We try to do a family date every once in a while. And so we loved it. The kids loved it too. And I will say, if you're a homeschooling family, it's just encouragement you know, undergirding what you're doing. But if you're one of those parents who says, I would never homeschool my kids because you know, what about socialization or, you know, any of the misconceptions that, or, you know, any of the things that you think might be negatives toward homeschooling, they address it on the film. And so I really encourage everyone, whether you homeschool or not, whether you're just curious about it, uh, go and watch the movie for free. And we'll put a link in our show notes to where you can find that. But we spent the whole time we watched it, I have to confess, looking for me, because Ginger's (laughs) daughter, Alex, said I was in the background in one of those conference scenes, oh, talking did you to, find you talking to Ginger? No, I no. She was a lookalike. <laughs> she was a Katie Morgan lookalike. It was sad, uh, but we still loved it. But I saw exactly the person that Alex thought was me, and I was like, "Oh no, that's not me." But that's okay. It was still an amazing movie, and I just everyone in it is so articulate, especially Ginger, and you know, including Ginger for sure. Um, but yeah, everyone go check it out. And I, you know, Ginger did get to be in the film instead of me, and I guess that makes up for it. So. <laughs> well, there's always a next time, Katie. We'll have to make another film just you know, Katie. I mean, I'm available for acting gigs is all I'm saying, Yvette. <laughs> well, well, Ginger didn't get paid. So oh, as well. long as you're willing to work for free, then. <laughs> oh. oh, this has been so much fun, Yvette. Thank you for joining us today and offering so much wisdom for raising godly girls. Uh, how about you leave our listeners with a final word of encouragement? Yeah, well, thank you again for having me. Um, And I hope it's okay that I go back to kind of how I started. Um, I I was really praying through this and what my final word of encouragement would be. And really, I want to go back to strive to be the godly wife and mom that you want your daughter to become. Mm -hmm. And we all fail at this. I fail at it. Everyone fails at it. But it should be our number one priority because nothing, nothing, nothing matters more than our daughter's relationship with the Lord. Um, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Uh, again, you know, their grades, sports, career, nothing else matters if they're not fully surrendered to Jesus. And so again, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says this, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. 
Well, thank you, Yvette and Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today. If your church might be interested in hosting Ginger and me for a women's event or bringing Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com and we'll get back to you with more information. Also on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering her a parenting book, I Can't Believe You Just Said That, Biblical Wisdom for Taming Your Child's Tongue, at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Ginger also offers a free discussion guide for this book on her website, which is great for book clubs and small group studies. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently, and each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com, and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.